What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate you uh, listening to us banter back and forth, most of the time about nothing. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dive Bomb Industries. You want numbers on your side this season. Everybody knows that you want numbers, and you better run them big. Load up on them skinnies, baby. If you want to kill big birds, big flocks, throw out some dive bombs. It works in any condition. If you've got even the socks, socks are great. Everything packs up nice and neat. I am a freak about keeping everything organized. People get tired. People get lazy. Trailers get unorganized. With dive bomb, you don't have to worry about your trailer being unorganized because everything packs up nice and neat. You can store it away. Voila. No more headache. No more ugly trailers. Make that a fucking hashtag. Hashtag no more ugly trailers. <laughs> Divebombindustries.com. They're with the professional juice. All up and down every single flyway on this. North, south, east, west. North, south, east, west, Mississippi, everywhere. Divebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth back in style. Hit them like a fucking freight train. Just knocking them dead. Boss only, shot only shells. Only takes one. Choke that thing down as much as you want. Hell, with cranes, it only takes one. That's right. That's right. Use, most of the time, you're fucking running it to the plug to shoot one crane. Not with boss shot shells. Every group coming in here is shooting boss these days. It is. It's it's great to see. They're great people over at Boss Shot Shells. It's all American made. Uh, the, the boys and girls, uh, Brandon, Meg, they work hard. Uh, they know their stuff, too. That's the main thing. You call them up. You're going to talk to somebody. Everything's American made. BossShotShells.com. You will not. The one thing that we've, we've said this before, nobody has, has shot Boss and been like, eh, it's not worth the hype. Everybody that shoots Boss knows what's up. Go to BossShotShells.com or call them. Get what you need. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. The best A-frame on the market right now. A-frame, spinners, check them out. You want to shoot ducks in the field, you have to run spinners. Get the Lucky Duck spinners. You want to sit in a blind, no more laying on your back. Get an A-frame. Get the Lucky Duck A-frame. Best blind there is. So much room. We use them every day. Um, we, 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 we hide a lot of fat boys like me and Dad over there. Right, Dad? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it can fit four people comfortably. We do it every day. Four people comfortably. There's The accessories are great. The pockets. The pockets and the, and the canvas, the rods in the door. No more saggy door. No more wondering what to do with your shotgun shells because you got a pocket right in front of you. Uh, best spinners, best blinds on the market. LuckyDuck.com. And our new a new sponsor. Pacific Game Calls. PacificCustomCalls.com. They've got a screamer of a lesser call. And I mean call. an absolute screamer of a lesser call. Hey, I heard you running it earlier. It sounded really good. Mm. And they've got this, uh, they've got a spec call. I mean, they've got it all. They got a boy from Knox City on the pro staff. Yeah. Zach, the, the one and only Zach Shaver. But they got it all. They, it's not, not just a goose call. They got duck calls. They got turkey calls. And right now, if you go to PacificCustomCalls.com, you can save yourself some money. You can save 25% by using the promo code BHP25. Use it at checkout. You can save yourself 25%. We're also brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club. Tell us about Looking Glass. Oh, Andy. my goodness. Listen, don't try, to get a, don't try to be a member of this because all the spots are filled, but they've got some sweet-ass hoodies, okay? 
uh, it is a guy. He's looking for. He's looking looking through the glass at some ducks, and it's a fucking rifle. It is the sweetest hoodie <laughs> on the market right there, now. There's literally a three by nine by forty on top of a twelve gauge. Yeah, with a big old honker just coming in. That's it is awesome. It is the sweetest. There's a honker or ducks. I think it's it's all ducks. Yeah. yeah. Looking Glass Duck Club, they've got a badass hoodie. I don't think they're taking any spots into their duck club, but if you want a sweet-looking hoodie uh, for the for the winter months that are about to come on us in February and March, because that's how shit rolls right now, message Sky underscore Jack underscore Outfitters for the best-looking hoodie on the market. It's a guy aiming at some ducks with a rifle scope on a shotgun. Looking Glass Duck Club. And let's jump into our last sponsor. No, we got two to go. William and Chris Wines. Valentine's Day's coming up. We've turned the calendar. You and your sweetheart. Boy, I bet you're going to fuck that present, that gift up. Well, you did Christmas? No, he did good on the Christmas. No, he didn't what she said. Yeah, but Thank she's you, just Stoner. telling us that. No, Stoner. she loved it. Jesse always makes Andy look better yeah, than well, he Michelle really is. told Jesse he did good. Anyway. So what, what are we doing for Valentine's when Day? When you're Andy? ready to rub belly buttons together and shine your belt buckle, you need to go to williamandchriswines.com, get the skeleton key, tell him I sent you. The panty dropper. The panty dropper is what it should have been called. The skeleton key is the key to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Serve it at room temperature. You talking about the skeleton key, right? <laughs> either, either one doesn't matter. Medium, medium rare steak. Some little, little bit of lobster, boiled lobster. I don't know how you do it on the nice cup. crisp asparagus. How do you do? How do you do your lobster? We don't have fucking lobsters in Maryland. They got you crabs. Don't? How do you do your crabs? <laughs> fucking steam, steam them. That's it. Yeah. Any other or way? Cra- or crab cakes? Mm. Yeah. You know, crab cakes. Baby. That takes a little bit of work, though. Yeah. If it's handmade. So, let's so go back to the medium wine. rare steak with a nice tall glass of skeleton key from William and Chris Wines and oh. the panties drop. It just happens. It's magic. I don't know. WilliamandChrisWines.com. Skeleton key. It's my favorite. I'm going to send you home with a bottle. So All right. Valentine's Day will be a little bit better than Christmas well, for you, Joshua. My birthday's before Valentine's Day. So well, it's the best of both worlds. I'll send you two bottles. You can have one for both occasions. Ooh. Uh, last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanford Hunting Outfitters. We're back in the turkey game. Turkey season's coming up. Yep. If you want to book a turkey hunt, you need to holler pretty fast. Limited. Limited spots. Limited, Limited. spots. But you did If you want a turkey, you better holler at me pretty fast. I've got a list of guys to call, so I don't know how many I'm going to have open, so you better holler at me real fast. And It'll be we, one on two, and you'll get a hunt with Andy. You get to hunt with me. We have picked up some of the most premier, the most prime don't win another adjective. It's been wet. It's been warm. Seen it's right on. Lately. It's it, this place is right off of the river. I don't know how many rooster on this bitch, but it's going to be a lot of turkeys taken off of it. So if you're in the market for a turkey hunt, call us. Call us quickly, and we can take care of you. I am looking forward to this turkey season. It is going to be ugly. That's StanfieldHuntingOutfitters.com. Always get my own damn website. <laughs> I've only had a website for 25 fucking years. Stanfieldhunting.com or call me 940-658-3172. And for the record, I do answer my own phone. Everybody calls me. It seems like, is this Jeff? Is this Jeff? Who the fuck else you think is going to answer the phone? A lot of guys are looking for Andy this time of the year, and I understand because you'd rather talk to me than Jeff. But And I might give you one 
one shell of Boss Tom because that's all it's going to take if you're turkey hunting with me. So, oh, so Andy's including a Tom shell. I will give you one Boss <laughs> Boss Tom shot shell. No extra charge. No extra charge. I'm just going to give it to you. It's one. Do with it what you want. And have you seen the patterns on the new loads? 100%. <laughs> that's bad. So anyways, Ugly. if you want to partake in this Boss Tom Stanfield hunting turkeys, Give me a call at 940-658-3172. I better call Brandon now and get some boss time down here. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls, we have got an absolute banger. We've got the one and only, the great one, Lee Chose, on the podcast with us. He's spitting fire today. Uh, great podcast. Uh, Lee is just talking to him is like taking a step back in time. He truly, truly loves waterfowl hunting. It oozes out of him with every every sentence that he utters. Uh, I mean, we could have gone on for hours. He's a great, great interview, and we do appreciate his time. So here he is, the great one, Lee Chose. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. We got living legend on the line. We got uh, Mr. Lee Chose. How are you, sir? I'm doing good tonight. How about you guys? We're doing excellent. Where are you at right now? Are you at home or are you on the road somewhere? Oh, I'm at home. I'm 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 at home uh, on my farm and sitting in my one of my favorite places to be in my barn in the corner. I have a little shop back in the corner there and I'm sitting here in a chair just waiting to talk to you guys and waiting to talk to the customers out there and the people out there, waterfallers. I love them. Living the good life. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. Uh, <laughs> you, you got into a little bit of hot water uh, a couple weeks a couple weeks back. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, what what happened there? Run every, For people that are living under a rock in the waterfowl world, run people through uh what happened well oh boy um <laughs> well first of all i mean i'm normally well you guys know what i'm like I, i'm I, our tagline at boss is is unmuzzled and that, <laughs> un, un, and i am unmuzzled but unfortunately at at times that being that way doesn't doesn't come off right, or I shouldn't even say right, doesn't come off what's best for the community. And for those people that, you know, know what we're talking about, I, I, I wrote a post the other day after, after feeling like I got, we got, we knew this, we knew that there's competition out there. Yeah. And competition is good. Competition's a good thing. Competition's Ali having Frazier or the Yankees having the Red Sox or back in the day the Lakers having the Celtics. I mean, it makes things great, right? Yep. So normally when when 
Poppy or Me Too products or whatever come out, it's it's not a big deal, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of really cool little brands out there, like, you know, Apex and Migra and, you know, you know little cool brands that are trying to do cool things and do the right things. And then there's even bigger companies like Heavy Shot that come out with a couple products that are a direct plagiarism or what I don't even want to call it plagiarism just direct copies Copying. of what you're trying to do and they're they're trying to take advantage of your narrative and your stoke and I get that and that really none of that really even phases me but I knew eventually it was going to come from the big guy right yep the big dude on the block and I knew that the big dude on the block was going to punch us in the mouth one day and the question really is, how are you going to react once you get punched in the mouth? Well, being the way I am, if, if I'm going to get into a fight, which hopefully never happens, <laughs> just <laughs> get my ass kicked. At your age. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but if I'm going to get in a fight, I'm going to punch the biggest fucker in the room, right? Yep, yep. Point so him out and go right to him. Ha- so that's what happened. Now, I'm going to be on a bunch of podcasts and this question is going to come up or this, what we're talking about. I want people to know what I feel bad for. What I feel bad for is like, if you take this country right now, you take the left, the far left and the far right. And that seems like what we have right now. Yep. We have a divisive, a divisive country. We all can see it. It's easy to see. You're either this side or you're that side. Well, the one thing I didn't think that post would do would be divisive and divide. And that I feel sorry for and I apologize for because there's no room to divide. There's not enough of us to begin with. We need more. And I said something that caused a divide, and I want people to know that I'm sorry for it. I apologize for it. I'll be 100% accountable for it, and I'll make amends wherever I can make amends. And I've had conversations in person, or I've had conversations, a number of them, with my the competitor that was in that post. Mm-hmm. And we're cool, Right. And we're cool now, so Squash that's it. yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 behind me. I mean, dude. I mean, you want to call it what you want. I mean, it's like it was like ultra. That one that got to me like competitively, right? And <clears throat> and well, that's 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 just what ha- that's what happened. But you know, I mean, it, let's not lose sight of this too, right? Whoever they are in our community, right? Like I say, let's call it competition. Cool. Let's say we get bombed by some lunatic, fringe lunatic in Afghanistan. Or I don't even want to say Afghanistan. That's that 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 sounds bad too. Just we get bombed. We take one in the heartland here in the U.S. At that point, we're all Americans, right? You know what I mean? Yep. We're all in the same foxhole, right? Yep. Okay, that's the way I look at our community. And at the end of the day, we're all in the same foxhole. We're all, we're all sportsmen. We're all hunters. 
I want people to know that. And again, I apologize for the divisive nature of that. Can I that give... being said, Go. yeah, that being said, if I get punched, we're punching back. <laughs> That's the way to be. I want to give you my take on, on what I think happened. Okay. I, I think you got caught up. I don't think that – I read some of the comments on what people were saying. I don't think half of them were near as outraged as they're pretending to be on social media. I think you got caught up in this mob mentality that you see so often on social media and this outrage culture, and somebody's pissed off, so I'm going to be more pissed off, and you know, and they're calling for you know, never buying your product again, the boss. And I don't think that – people took it as bad as they pretended to in the comment section of your post. I think you just got mm-hmm. swept up in a mob mentality that you see all the time on social media. And that's what it was. Um, <clears throat> is, is my now, you know, um, you, you can debate all this other stuff all you want, but I, I don't think that people were as outraged as they, as they wanted to pretend that they were. No, maybe not. I mean, it, it's one thing that's kind of unfortunate, too, about the social space. And again, remember, we're just talking about a social space and a tiny and a tiny segment at that. But I really do wish, you know, it's funny, you know, you call it social like it's communication, but it's really not because we don't get to talk to each other. Right. Right. I, it would be a really, really cool debate or conversation to have with a bunch of people and then just think if we had that much passion I mean I wrote a post I think I think it was right before that and it was a concert it was on conservation and dude no one even cares <laughs> they can't they tank yeah you know I wish I could get that much rise or energy out of a post that came to conservation and habitat. But anyway, yeah. You know, you, you, it, you talk about the divisiveness, though. That's just the, mm-hmm. that's the American nature with anything. I mean, I don't care if it's sports, if you're talking about a school bond election. There, there's mm-hmm. there's going to be and, – and everybody can be on the same page on something. Everybody likes certain things, but they divide on which side of the, the certain topic they ch- they choose. So – the, mm-hmm. the American hunter is a small is becoming smaller and smaller every year in society, and mm-hmm. we're, we're always going to have divisive d- divisions in it, no matter what we do or what side we're on. But like you said, if something happened, we're all going to be on the same team, and I, I think that's just America the way it is on anything right. we talk about these days. And I think mm-hmm. I think competition's great. Now, a lot of the big boys don't like competition because it it's nipping at their heels, <laughs> and they and they don't. They, they don't like that, and I think that's right. the same as America in general. I mean, you look at the big box scores, stores. I mean, Walmart, mm-hmm. they don't want nobody else coming around. Um, I, I'm assuming Bass Pro's not a real big fan of y'all's either. <laughs> I wouldn't think. I hope not. No, I'm sure they're not. And so <laughs> I hope not. But y'all's marketing no. scheme is showing – but, but uh, Amazon's the same way. That's the biggest boy out there. Well, guess what? Walmart, oh Walmart hates oh Amazon. Boy, can you – 
can you imagine if they got into the gun in the if they got into the gun or the shot show business what that would look like? Oh fuck, they take everybody. Thank out. God it's not politically oh, correct, so they won't do that. But oh boy, man, it would be over. Oh, it but but isn't it funny how Walmart today whines and complains about Amazon, but the thirty years ago when they were burying mom and pop stores, they didn't give two shits about right. that. No, that's right. No, so, that's right. But our but our nope. country's just that's the way our country's built. But it, y'all have got a great product. Y'all market it well, and y'all 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 just stepped on some toes, and I think it's great. Yeah, ruffling oh. a little bit of feathers, and hey, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like Trump. I, any public, I don't think any publicity is bad publicity. So, you know. oh, I don't. You know what? I mean, I he might think that. You know, <laughs> and I remember back in the day when my good buddy Jeff Foyles thought that too. Well, well, I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> so, so I mean, I here. think I think bad publicity can go too far. Yeah, yeah, you know? maybe. So, maybe like, and I, and again, I mean, I, I mean, will we always be? You know, the little, the greasy little wrestler kid that comes from <laughs> the other neighborhood. You know, and I mean, will we be that guy? Yeah, unmuzzled like that. Yeah, we're always going to be that guy. No doubt about it. Yeah, but no doubt. I, I I think uh, I think you might have gained a couple fans by uh, you know, like you said, oh! pick that big motherfucker, punch him square in the mouth, and oh, we did. I mean, I'm not saying we didn't gain fans. I mean, there's no question about it. But that's not that's not the way to do it. Yeah, that's being divisive in our community is not the not the way to do it. Okay. So, well, we got that I'm, we got that out of the way, so we can move on to more yeah. pleasant topics. This waterfowl yeah, season. You, where all have you been this yeah. waterfowl season? Where have I been? Yep. Where all did you go? Oh, uh, oh, I was in. Uh, I didn't really didn't get to. Um, I traveled so much working. Um, shows outdoors like work uh, shooting stuff, you know, for big clients and stuff. I was gone for oh, like a five and a half week stretch in the fall. When I'm usually in Saskatchewan at that time, though, I missed that for the first time since 1974. Wow. So that was kind of a real, for me, that was a a real drag. But then, I mean, I've been in Kansas and Missouri and Nebraska and Oklahoma and, oh, and I'm still, still going, still, still other hunts to go do and things you know so i mean it's it's been great i mean just hunting is i don't know it seems to seems to have changed a lot yeah over over a number of years you know there's there's things in the i don't know there's things in the community that hunting community that are way different than they used to be you know birds seem to have changed like you you know martin doing commander martin yes i mean he posted something the other day on Duck South, and it had to do with, you know, flooded corn and moist, moist soil management, just how different just how different things are today. And, like, you know, what do you guys think? Do you? I, think, you know, I don't you, think that we've had a normal winter, and Jeff can – we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, but we've, we haven't had a normal winter. We didn't have a – here in Texas and in, in southern Oklahoma – we we went all of December without a cold front, without a north wind, right? And, and you know you get you get past the uh, the the winter uh, solstice. solstice, 
and the days start getting longer, man, those mm-hmm. those birds know that. And, and I, oh. I, you know, short of a big yeah. blizzard, they're not going to move once those days start getting longer because they know that the prettier weather's ahead of them. So mm-hmm. that put us behind more than anything. That put us behind the eight ball. We, you know, October was October was cold. I remember trick or treating with my kids, and it was cold. And then we had a couple big fronts in uh, early November, and then past Thanksgiving up until after Chris, it was it was uh, seventy five degrees here on Christmas Day. It was forty five degrees here yesterday in Minnesota. Yep, yep. It's eighty here today, and then we got ten inches of snow coming on Wednesday. So go figure. Right. It, then in middle of October, you know, on the prairie in North Dakota, we had 20, what, 28 yep. inches? Yep. And, and we were sitting down and here, just, and we were thinking this is finally going to be our year. There's going to be snow up north, and then it right. just quit coming. And I think that, I think cold weather, a lot of snow covering up the food, moves more ducks than, you know, everybody wants to point at Missouri for, for the more soil management places and flooded corn. We just hadn't had yeah. a normal winter. No, I agree with that. I think there's, I think there's lots of that. And then I also think that we should just look at it like we're still hunting. We still get to go out and do what we love to do. Um, and would I take any one of those days? Any one of them. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I, so, you've been I mean, going to Saskatchewan since the 70s? 74? 74. I've been in the hunting mm-hmm. business since basically 1992. Mm-hmm. When I first got – and I grew up hunting all the time. I hunted hard. My dad – we, me and my dad and my brother hunted a bunch. So I grew up duck hunting a lot, like mm-hmm. at least three days or four days a week as a kid. We had winter mm-hmm. back then. In the 70s and the 80s, we had winters. Oh, we, and, and, oh and boy. Even, even when I first got in hunting business, we had winter. I mean, we have some warm days, but you'd get a cold front every four or five days or seven days. You'd get a good, hard, stiff north wind. And in the 2000 mm-hmm. – from 2010 on – we haven't had really what I would call a one good. We haven't had one good winter since 2010. I don't think. Oh, it sure. It did. I mean, I got to admit. I mean, I'm sure everybody hears that or whatever, you know. And they're like, you know, like what an older, you know, what I'll be. I'll be 60 in May. So just to tell the listeners, you know, like how old I am. I'll be 60 <laughs> in May. And when I when I was a kid, you know, and they probably you know they hear that. Oh, it can't be that much different. You know, like oh man, dude, it's way different than when I was a kid. Winter. Yeah, in Minnesota it is. It is in I mean, Texas. It, boy, it sure seems like it. I mean, I don't want to raise any red flags or say why or get. God knows they've already been in enough trouble this past week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to get into global warming, do I? <laughs> Climate change is real, though. I mean, I, we can keep saying oh, it's I not. Mean, you, can, but... you 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 can debate why. Yeah, you can debate the reasons why, but I think it should be fairly evident that it's real yeah and it's happening i agree there's no doubt and, and, you know? you, and i'll tell you something else a telltale sign that people down in the south we don't realize people up in your neck of the woods do when i first got in the hunting business i went to a hunting show in minneapolis in 96 97 or 98 and i bet oh, there yeah? was i bet there was a dozen people selling snowmobiles at the big show that's fixing to come up in minneapolis I don't the mm-hmm. sportsman show or whatever the hell it's called. I'll bet you if you Greater go Greater Northwest Sportsman yes. Show. Yep. I'll bet if you go there now, there's not very many people selling snowmobiles from North and South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's I mean if I if I told you well, we could talk about it. I mean, if if you ever want to talk about it, like what it was like 
back as a kid, like early 70s, I grew up in northern Minnesota, up towards Canada, on a, like a, kind of a remote, no, not kind of, it was remote, it still kind of is, hunting and fishing resort. And what life was like as a kid in the 70s up there compared to what it's like now, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, a different, a different lifetime. Just snow you up know? to your ass it, all the time or what? Oh, yeah. You had snow, you had cold, you had major, major flights of bluebills, northern ringneck ducks, and then, like, late-season goldeneyes. And prime time then was the end of, like, around Halloween. Right. Into, the into like, the, the opening of rifle deer season, which was the first Saturday in the first Saturday in November. And now, I mean, the season's like, sometimes the season's over and it hasn't even happened yet. Right. So basically, you know, you're a, wait- a less Cuba painting is basically what you grew up. Exactly. As. Exactly. And people exactly that, like less Cuba and people that don't realize if they look up his art, it shows the black skies, the squaws. Oh the, yeah. I mean, I can see Good. those pictures when I was a little kid and I think, man, I, oh, yeah. be, I would love to be a part of that. That's, that was what here's my life Cuba, was about. Yep, here's a Cuba story for you. Well, you know, like, my wife, B, we, uh, an old hunting buddy of mine, we've been hunting together for 40 years, and he bought this book, a coffee table book at an antique shop, and it was the history, kind of a like the old sporting artists, like Bruno Lillifors and Ripley and, Benson and Bishop and Philip Goodwin and that kind of art, sporting art, the shit that you used to see on the covers of Field and Stream and Outdoor Life. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Outdoor calendars. Okay, so, yep. So my wife, my, she was paging through the pictures and she came to a, I don't know if it was a Kyle Rungus painting or whose it was, and she goes, this, this work looks like your photography. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's that's a really cool compliment, <laughs> you know. I said, but in all, in all, in all honesty, those old sporting artists are the pe- that's what influenced me, right? Just like Cuba influenced you with that art, and that was Northern Minnesota. So one day, I was going to have a burger at this dive joint in Shakopee called the Lion's Tap, and I sit up at the bar to get a burger and this dude sits next to me and it's less cuba and i'm like holy shit man that's fucking cuba man <laughs> right so i'm like i wonder if he'll talk to me you know so i start talking to him and he knows i know a little bit about art and we start talking about it and i and then i asked him i said so you'll appreciate this because of the art that you love from him i said where's the most bluebills you ever saw in your life and he looked at me and he goes, oh, Delta Marsh in 1954. 1954. I'll never, ever forget that. So do you remember that painting that he photographed of the migration of bluebills where they were like stacked up like yes. line after line after line, horizon to horizon, right? That's 1954 Delta Marsh. That's what Cuba, he, that's what he told me. I'll never forget that. That's awesome. I- I had oh, one, yeah. one of the biggest things I regret ever is I went to that hunting show in Minneapolis and he was signing a print that he had done for 
Delta or Ducks Unlimited, something mm-hmm. that he was doing. And th- they were giving the print to you, and he was going to sign it. And he was sitting there signing autographs. And there was a line, mm-hmm. and it was about a 15-minute line. And I thought, I'll come back later. I got people at my booth. I'm going to come back. And I never mm-hmm. I never went back. Well, later on, that I got two less Cuba stories to tell. We got back to the house, and I was looking. Michelle, we have a lot of old antique Coca-Cola stuff. And she's got an old antique Coca-Cola print. And a guy's painting Coke on the side of a building, and Canada geese are flying over it. Les Cuba painted that, and he was a Coca-Cola mm-hmm. artist. Oh yeah, and, and, and I, Schmidt beer. Yeah, and I didn't remember the Schmidt beer cans. Yes, and I did. I did not know mm-hmm. that, and I have a Les Cooper painting in my house from that. And then a good friend of mine has got a painting that he bought for a pretty good amount of money in New Orleans at an art gallery, and he just liked it and he bought it and put it up. Well, I, it may be a Les Cooper original, and it's called Dawn on the Delta or something, and it's a guy on a P-Row mm-hmm. boat pushing it, and that mm-hmm. it's a it's an orange looking print. I tell my buddy Matt. Well, you know, if, you know what that. the Delta is, right? What is that? The Delta. Well, that's the Delta Marsh in Manitoba. That's what he's talking about. Okay, but it's a it's a it's a beautiful old painting, and I and mm-hmm. and it, it may be an original one. So if Matt dies, he said I could have this. So Matt, when you <laughs> listen to this, I still want that print. If you die. <laughs> oh, how cool! How cool that art, though that old sporting art like that. I mean that that. I mean, other than obviously my, you know, dad and uncles and stuff like that, but that sporting art, that's what influenced me more than anything in my life. It would just make your imagination run with you when you'd go and see it somewhere. Run wild. Yes. I was the same way growing up. I just fell in love. As soon as I'd see it, I fell in love with ducks and geese the first time I started hunting them. And I just, Mm -hmm. all that art stuff, just amazing. You know what's what's doing that? Even like they're making a, I mean, I would say making a huge comeback. Have you guys noticed Outdoor Life Free brand. I do no. not. Have you guys, have you guys paid attention to that? Uh. Uh-uh. It's it's really really cool. And like wh- what is the it? work? Well, Outdoor Life, the magazine, okay. Outdoor Life. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, they did it. They went through a rebrand a little while ago, and what they're doing to that, like this last issue, there's Ryan Kirby is a wonderful sporting artist, paints, and he painted a bull elk. And that art is the cover of the magazine. It's a beautiful cover. But what they're doing is telling stories like it used to be. And I kind of, I wish rather than everything just being digital and, you know, social, I wish the younger crowd would like latch onto that and read that and grab that magazine and give that, Outdoor Life magazine a look right now. I mean it it's really good. So he painted it's, the bull elk that's on there? Brian Kirby. Yeah, that's a beautiful and that's a painting then. Very That's a painting. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh Kirby's a great artist. He's they, fantastic. They got one of a bull moose too that's beautiful. That's him. That's Ryan Kirby. Same guy. But see that's the kind of stuff that used to be on everything back in the day. That's what I that's what I'm saying, and that's what they're doing. With that magazine, they went to a quarterly with it. It's high quality book. I mean, it, give it a read, man. It's it's like I mean, if you like that old stuff, that's that's the way it is. I think it's fantastic that they're bringing that book back like that. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna subscribe to it tonight when I get home. Yep, that's what. Yep, I think. Yep, subscribe to it. It's it's really cool. What's the gentleman's name? Brian Kirby. Ryan. 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 
Ryan Kirby is the artist, and the editor-in-chief of Outdoor Life right now is Alex Robinson. Right, we had to need to get one of them guys on the podcast with there us. You do, you, uh, do you think that we're fucked as, as a bunch of outdoorsmen? For this next generation, or, or let's not even go this next generation. Let's if, go two generations. If, if if we don't make if we don't make some changes, yes. But what can we? Serious what trouble. can we do? What can we do? What, conservation, uh, conservation, habitat. It's but, all that matters. But how do we get young kids into this? Because you know, you fell in love. You know, you've talked about how you fell in love. You, you know, you were out. You know, just the magazines it, and all that. You know, you were immersed in it. How do we? What what's the what's the catalyst to drive to these young kids now? Education. Keep talking to them. Tell them that if this is what you love and this is something you want to do, you have to support it. And we certainly do. I mean, how many how many people how many hunters do you know? Do you think that don't don't give one dime back to something? <sighs> I think there's a lot. A lot. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot, especially okay. like the casual hunter, like guys that that come to us. They they waterfowl hunt two days a year when they come here. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit about it the other three hundred sixty three days a year. Mm-hmm. So most of them, I would say, a high percentage don't don't do anything for for something that they claim to love what, one weekend out of the year. What does? What does an average, let's say you go out and eat lunch, what does an average hamburger and a beer cost? $20, time you <laughs> tip. What? Yeah, time you How like, much? You're fucking tw- high, Jeff. $20, $7.50, $10 for a good hamburger and fries. $15 a beer's with a tip. With right. tip, $20. Plus tip, right? $20, Andy's a tight ass. Oh, 20 fuck. bucks. Okay, so for just a little bit more than that, you you could at least donate or you could have a, membership to delta or du for not very much more than that that's my point right yep it's 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 absurd to me that we don't have more people wanting it it's not and you don't want to you don't want to guilt people into it that's not the right way to do this what you want them to do is see it and then go did you like that because if if that's what you love and that's what you want to do when you're into that, here's what we have to do to ensure that not only for this generation, but generations to come, that it's available. The other part is access to quality ground yeah. for everyday common walk-in-the-street people, right? And that is a tough one. That's the tough one. Be- that's a tough one, dude. We do. We have a public yep. land segment here. We did it all last uh, spring and summer. We'll kick it up again next week. And just hearing some of the, you know, there's guys, and these guys are hardcore motherfuckers because, you know, they're camping out in the parking lot. You know, they're, they're all for, they might, they got a shot at maybe shooting a buffle head or, you know, something like that. These are hardcore dudes that that's, it's the best option that they have, and they and they love it. You know, they like... It's not about killing birds to them. They'd like to, but it's more about right. being out there and, you know, seeing what happens, being out in the wild. You know, they work five, six days a week, and this is their vacation. Um, but it's a tough one. Hearing some of the systems that, that are in place for, for guys, it's that's one that I don't know. I don't know how we navigate it. But it would. Right. If there was quality hunting ground for, for people that wanted to go hunt, mm-hmm. be endless. You, you'd have more than mm-hmm. enough people. 
Lee, mm-hmm. I got I got another one at you. Um, I yep. used to have a gentleman hunt with me. It's, it's been a while back, but he was from Minnesota, and he was an uh, I think he taught ethics and he taught outdoors in school mm-hmm. in in Minnesota, and he used to have a class and they'd shoot twenty twos, they'd shoot twelve gauges, and that was part of their curriculum at their school. And then in the summer, he would take them to the Boundary Waters, and they'd that'd be a field trip, and they would go step there for a weekend and canoe and mm-hmm. live off the land and stuff. We need to implement mm-hmm. things like that in the schools. We, we, oh, absolutely. We, 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 we target the inner cities for everything, you know. And maybe maybe the inner cities isn't our target audience. Maybe we need to start doing it more on the suburbs where the kids mm-hmm. have the means to at least have a little support from their parents that can afford guns and stuff. And, 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 right. and get that them people involved because we've got to get the younger people involved because no so many young no kids question. think guns are horrible. You know, they just, oh, my God, you've got a gun. You're mm-hmm. kidding me. And, yeah, it's normal. Mm-hmm. In Texas, everybody has a freaking gun. But you go other mm-hmm. places, and they, you get a gun, and shit, they – I pulled my gun out. Matter of fact, we, we valet parked this weekend. Me and my wife were on a trip, and I take my gun out of the out of the console and put it in my bag when we go st- – we stayed at a hotel. And I got my gun, and this valet, that some bitch's eyes were the size of half dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I dig this. In 1970 – oh, I don't know, early, early 70s. In grade school, in sixth grade, up in northern Minnesota, gun safety training was a, was a class in sixth grade. Yes. Wow. Okay, then when you got, when we went down to, we graduated from Deer River High School, and the Friday before the opening of deer season, the boys got excused from school to go work on deer stands because rifle hunting and deer hunting was woven into the fabric of that community so deeply that it was like like a known quantity, right? Yeah. Like, well, they're going anyway, so <laughs> we might as well give it to them. But isn't it, it's funny that it was just the boys. Like, they excluded the girls back then, and now... Like, if people ask me, like, one of the biggest things to do that if you could change or do things, it's, for me, it's to introduce more women, young women, especially young women, into this sport because, and I'm not saying that all young women turn into mothers, but certainly a a good share of them do. And when you have the mom, you get the whole family. Right. Yep. I I know families that have dads that are sportsmen and hunt and their sons turn to baseball and hockey and other things that take up their time. I mean, I'm not saying they don't like it, but they're not eating, they're not eating up by it. But man, oh man, I can show you families when the mom hunts. Oh man, dude, <laughs> they all hunt, you know? Yep. So I think that's a big thing. So there's another thing that's changed like drastically over number of years. I like, I, I, so, I don't know, to answer your question, getting young people into it, getting young girls into it, there really should be no difference between boys and girls when it comes to we need them all in it. Right. Um, and you know, I, you've seen this because of what you guys do for a job. When you show somebody that really hasn't seen it before, a young person, and they see something happen, like birds do it, they're eating it that day. People 
are having fun. They're being super respectful. They're law-abiding. Everything is perfect. And, like, you get them. You get them right there. They want to do that. Yeah. It's, I've, I've rarely seen a kid see it one time good and then never do it again. Yeah. It hooks them. I, oh, boy. Oh, boy, does it ever. And that's – I'm worried yep. I'm worried about my son because, um, you know, hunting – Hunting is above average here. You know, you're getting, even when the hunting's tough, oh, yeah. you know, you're still getting, you're still oh, getting yeah. big groups of, of, you know, we get a lot of specs now, but my son's already been on so many good ones and he's only five. And I'm like, you know, gee, have I ruined him? You know, we had uh, Scott Trinan on uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago. And he said his son oh, yeah. on his first goose hunt will not see a goose. Like he's going to make sure that that boy falls in love with the outdoors, with, you know, some of right. the nuances. And I'm wondering, like, right. am I, am I fucking up my kid by, you know, showing him, you know, the, no. the some of the best I stuff, but I don't think so. I don't know. I grew up shooting no, ducks lights not. out every day and that's, but that's what got me no. into it. I, we, a kid goes out and pulls a trigger yeah. and is excited and it's a reward. Kids aren't all born patient, right. so they need some reward. So no. seeing that stuff's good for no. them. Well, so you guys brought you guys you guys brought something up. You know, earlier we were talking about. You asked me about. I can't remember what you asked me. Something about boss. Let me. I, I never get this chance. Normally, people ask me about it, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to ask the community about it. What does it look like to? What does boss look like to the community? Does it look like we're one of them? Or does it look like we're a corporation or an entity or something? Because that we don't want that. I we would definitely we're, say we're like you guys. You know what I mean? I would definitely say not a corporation. Um, I, yeah. I, you know, you're you're by every sense of the word, you're still brand new at this, but you've got mm-hmm. an incredibly loyal following. I'm a member of the of the boss uh, shot shells fan page on Facebook and I'm t- I mean you got some fucking loyal customers and um you and I were texting back and forth last week and I told you it seems like at least one person from every group that we had this last year was shooting boss yeah easily. I mean so you're making your you're making your way up but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people still feel that customer service is always going to be uh the highest priority for y'all Quality is going to be the highest priority for y'all. You're not going to put a product out there and, you know, mm-hmm. have a whole lot of bad reviews for very long. Otherwise, you'll pull it and fix it. Um, but I, I, I feel like you've got an incredibly loyal fan base, and I think people still feel like they can relate to you. You know, a lot Good. of these bigger companies, you know, how awesome is it that if you got a problem with Bosch, you call the number and somebody picks up, and you're going to get a mm-hmm. fucking answer right away. You call these other places, oh. you're you're put on you're you're on a you're on a call list, you're on a waiting list. Or, well, we're we're sure we're we're certainly going to try. I mean, you guys know Meg Meg had a baby. She right? had a baby. Yep. Congratulations Meg had to a Meg. Baby, so Meg's been and we oh man, when we found out Meg was pregnant, and she was going to have a baby. We're all like, <laughs> everybody <"When?"> shitting. <laughs> no, we're like, when? When are you going to have a baby? She's like, oh, it'll be. I can't even remember what. When did she have the baby? No, during the busiest uh, time of the month year. Month or so ago, two it was, months ago. It was around Christmas, I think. Oh, it was right in the middle of the 
Right in the middle of right it. Right in the heart know, of the storm. Old, old. Like, and right now, like I called Brandon today, I said, this is bullshit. When's Meg coming back to work? <laughs> because, because when people when people call or when they direct message it or whatever, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll ask Meg, mm-hmm. you know? And then I said, just, just call Meg. Meg will make everything okay, you know? Yeah. It, but we are, well, you know how, important customer services to us and talking to the talking to the people talking to our customers we love it um and that's why i think you've built such a reputation and that's why i think i think a lot of these other companies some of the ones that you might have picked on i don't think that they've got the brand loyalty that you guys do i think a lot of people buy some of these other products because it's the cheapest on the shelf is the only reason I I mean I'm I, I'm sure that that's no different in any other in any other product you know that's out there. I also think that you know the the quality of the product is well we think it's best. I mean yeah. we do. And in in and I thought that in the very beginning I just didn't know how long it would take to get out there. That you know when you factor in quality of product and cost and customer service i mean I, there's i don't think there's anything like it i really don't um but now you guys are starting to find that out and it's really really fun to hear from the customers the users out there when they sir direct messages or write us letters or any of that i mean I, I can't even i can't even tell you how rewarding that is and again it's not because we're a corporation or we're the big guy or we're an entity. It's because we're just like they are. That's what we are. We're a bunch of duck hunters. Right. And That's you, what we are. And you know what works. Mm-hmm. And you know. Well, well I, yeah. I grew up with lead, you know. <laughs> we we talked to, we, we saw uh, Ramsey Russell at the uh, Texas Trophy Hunters down here and I, pull, mm-hmm. I pulled him off to the side, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm sure he gets it all the time. So I'm like, okay, so you shot mm-hmm. Lead and Boss side by side. And he's like, can't tell a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that right there is, I think, is the highest compliment that you can get. Because he went to a place oh, where you can shoot Lead, good one. and he wanted Boss instead of Lead. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good one. I mean, is Ramsey's testimonial is, like, we're... Boss is never, we're not going to have a paid for bro staff. Right. That's just, that's not going to, that's not the way it's going to work. Will we have friends of the family, really close people to us, guys like you? Of course. Of course we will. Um, one of the better ones that I got was not long ago, and it was from Jeff Foyles. Yep. And you would go, oh my God, really Foyles? I mean, a lightning rod like Foyles? I mean, outlaw Jeff and... Yeah, no, that's not quite true, right? I mean, he's been through a lot. He's not the same old Jeff as he used to be, but when it comes to being a great hunter and a killer, oh, yeah, he's the same Jeff, believe me. Yeah. And he called me, and he goes, dude, what is this stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, it's just a really good shell, you know? And, and he goes, I said, what do you think? I said, do you think, does it remind you of shooting lead back in the day? And he goes, no, this stuff's better than lead. And I'm like, well, it's not better than lead, but <laughs> it's, it's really good, right? It's, 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 it's our generation's version of what shooting lead was like back in the day. Yeah. It is. And it is. It, the and p- it's affordable. How do you, let me ask you guys this. You guys can help me with this one, right? Because 
do take take the amount of waterfallers that are out there, regardless regardless of the age demographic, regardless. How do you get people to elevate their game from shooting, in my opinion, would be a, like a lower grade shell that has the ability to cripple and lose game way more than that copper-plated boss does. How do I talk to people? I mean, I have my opinion, of course. I'm asking you. How do I talk to people and get them to try to see it a different way? I mean, I had a guy, had a, a guide, an outfitter guide, direct message me one day and then start a private message. And he he talked to me about how many shells he spent trying to shoot crippled divers on the water. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why don't you just shoot him one time with a really good shell? <laughs> you know? I mean, and then if he's still alive and his head comes up and you whack him, he's dead, right? Right. Well, you spent you spent two shells instead of shooting ten sometimes. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it, it's, it really isn't, in the beginning, it's a cost thing for some. I get that. I do. I get that. And I, I understand that. I'm not saying I don't. But I think when you factor in the whole thing in the end, I think it's cheaper to shoot a really good shell. I think you're exactly right. The problem is, is that a lot of people, now, when guys come up here and they're spending $500 to hunt for a day with doing a morning and an afternoon right. hunt and meals, right. spending $20, $30 for a box of shells is not a big problem for them. But the, right, right. The, the guy that's, you know, that's struggling to get by and paying his, you know, paying his rent and he likes to hunt and, and he's on a fixed income, mm-hmm. he has a hard mm-hmm. time where he has to buy shells for his children also. And they have a hard time with that. But once they shoot the boss, they, 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 they see the difference. I wonder sometimes mm-hmm. if you didn't have a five pack or something you could sell just when they could say, you know, I'll try that five pack, pack. still sample. Well, pack. you know, you know, I made, I made a little box that held five shells and I thought it would be cool on the website. By the way, we're going through a website redesign right now. So we're going to have like a real website, like a big boy one. Mm-hmm. We're, we're real happy about that. <coughs> but like a kind of a sample pack if like somebody picked you know how we're into patterning, right? Yep. We're into choke and patterning because every gun, I don't even care if it, pick a 12-gauge. Then you go, there's Browning and Winchester, and then there's Benelli and Beretta and whatever they are. There's a bunch of them, and they all have different bore diameters, right? Mm-hmm. So even, even in the 12-gauge. You've got a different bore diameter. You've got a different choke system. You've got some have lengthened forcing cones. Some are overboard, whatever, right? My, my point is every barrel, choke, and shell combination is a snowflake. They're all different. unique. Everything's different. Right? Yeah. I shouldn't even say snowflake anymore because a snowflake's <laughs> not even a, a snowflake's not even a snowflake anymore. Uh, it's a fingerprint. They all have their own fingerprint, right? Their own, go. their own little DNA, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people: if if we had this, like, pick out five shells. Like, what do you shoot? Well, I shoot pheasants a little bit. I shoot ducks a lot. Big ducks or little ducks? 
and then I shoot geese, big geese, little geese. Well, get a sample, like maybe a five pack of like a 12 gauge, two and three quarter inch 40 or a 20 gauge, three inch five or a 12 gauge, three inch two. I don't care what they are. And then go shoot it and pattern it at 30 or 40 yards and look at it. And then you're going to know. Yep. Think, I, I think like about it. Like, oh, I mean, think about like, well, you know, that's our bag is like getting people to, I call it like old woodsmanship skills. Like my dad never would have let me just go out with a gun and not know, not only shoot clays with it, but put it on paper, 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. What does it look like? Right. Right. And then he would talk about, now, you know, now, you know what you're dealing with. Should you be shooting 50 yards at birds going away from you? Mm, Maybe not. Probably not. Those guys are still going to pull that trigger, though. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I mean, your idea is good, and we've talked about that, having a a sample pack and then sending out a pattern and then showing people, like teaching people how to do that. I think once people see it and it's in their head, they have a known confidence on, if I hit it, it's kind of, it's dead. Yeah. The best thing I, for I, me is when a couple guys are shooting boss in a blind and then a couple guys are not because mm-hmm. it is a rem- it is a remarkable difference. And I fucking point it out every time because I'm like, hey, these guys down here, I'm not chasing near as many cripples on this right side as I am on the left side. <laughs> right. And I point it out. I point it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. You're on a guided hunt, Mm -hmm. okay? You've got a finite amount of flocks, of decoyable flocks. I mean, you're not going to decoy flocks from sunup to sundown. Not going to happen. You're on on a time crunch, whether you want to admit, whether you're on the X or not, you're on a time crunch. If Mm -hmm. I've got two or three cripples that I've got to get out of the blind and I've got to send my dog for, that's flocks that we're missing. We're missing time. Where if it just if it just folds in the decoy spread, I can let that lay and work on the next one, and then we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I love pointing it out to guys because, like I said, there was there was one or two guys on every hunt that I had that was shooting boss, and some of the guys that weren't. And I pointed out every time, I'm like I'm having to go get cripples mm-hmm. for you guys over here. Mm-hmm. But it's just, and, and, yeah. and you know, and next year I believe that more guys are going to be shooting boss because you know they shared a blind with somebody that was shooting it that was just stoning them dead. And they they saw right. the difference firsthand. Oh yeah, that's, oh yeah. That's the oh it's thing. oh if I if I like when we get together in person, I'll share with you guys like some of the direct messages or text messages or re- private requests we get, like people like what they what they call in or they write in. Oh, it's 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 just fan it's fantastic to hear. I got one for you. You know we talk about like changing narratives in the in our space, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some of our false narratives or dangerous narratives or ones that we aren't sustainable that we can't live up to for very long. Or So these, Brandon's working on this. He's been working on this turkey shell for a while. Yep. And it's, it's just the whole, the whole turkey shell thing to me is like, it, it's, it's almost like the, when archery got into this, the speed game with bows, right? Yeah. I'm like, I think we're talking about the wrong stuff here. 
And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, shouldn't we talk about getting the turkey another, talking him another 10 steps closer, another 20 steps closer, and like getting into the game within the game? Yeah. When it comes to hunting an old skinhead? I mean, I mean, they're in the turkey that I've ever killed in my life that I couldn't kill with a copper-plated boss number five <laughs> with a shorty. Yep. You know what I'm saying here? Yep. You're getting, in, you're getting in the have, chess match. We, but we have this thing out there now, this narrative, where we're talking about shells that, am I wrong here, that can kill a Tom at 60? 60, 60 yards, 75 yards. 60-plus yards? Yep. Yep. I mean, that's a, I guess, That's a Tom walking away, you know, here. That's just that's well, just a bird passing by. You haven't done anything well, on that bird. No, no, here, no, I'm going to get into this because this is this is kind of how I got in trouble with that post a little while ago. I don't want this to be divisive or a division, right? I mean, if that's your jam, if that's your bag, that's what you want to do. I mean, I get it. I do get it. I mean, it's like, holy cow, that's freaking unbelievable, right? Compared to, like, hunting times back in the day, you know, when right. I started. But... You know, the other side of that is there's a bunch of guys that the game is getting that bird to do the deal. Right. Like, see him do the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm not near as politically correct you. as you are, and I think you're a little gunshot yeah. here, Lee. That's not the game. <laughs> the fuck it, the <laughs> fucking game with turkey hunting is to have that bastard at your at your feet. That I mean Yeah, I want yeah, I want the hair I want the hair on my neck standing up. Yeah, That's what I want. I mean I want the whole duck hunting is like this for me too. Duck hunting's always been like this for me. I wanna be in their world and they don't know it. Right. Yeah. That's 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 what that's what that's the deal for me. Yeah. Turkeys are no different. Right? I wanna be in their world. I want to feel them. Yep, I'm, I'm you know with what you I'm there. talking about, right? Yes, I want to feel them. I want, I want, the, I want deal. my bones to vibrate when he uh, drums you at know, me the mm -hmm. next time. Yeah, when they're spitting and drumming. You guys know Jake Latondres, right? No, I, who's that? No, I don't know him. No, Jake. Jake is. He's got a, you know his media company. He's just a, a wonderful photographer and cinematographer, and he's the guy that does all Ramsey's video. Okay. Okay. That's Jake. All right. Okay, so Jake and I, Jake and I were hunting a tom last year, and this beautiful old stand of cottonwood trees, dead cottonwoods, giant, massive old cottonwoods. I called it the bone. They looked like bones, mm -hmm. but we called it the boneyard. And there was one boss tom that lived in that boneyard, <laughs> and we hunt when we hunted him for two days, right? Mm -hmm. And I had him. I had him three times at thirty yards. <laughs> and never shot it Ooh. because he just didn't do he didn't do it i didn't fool him right he was still looking and he was sitting back a ways and you know what i mean yep it was just he didn't do it yeah so i'm not i'm just not saying i'm not saying that 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 bag is for everybody that that's not what i'm saying at all and but i am saying that again i i'm way into like hunting and woodsmanship skills and scouting and can you beat the bird 
Well, and you beat him. Yeah, I'm with you on that, especially with turkey hunting, because, mm-hmm. you know, duck and goose hunting, I go out every day, and it's it's five a day here, and, you know, it, it's like a never-ending – if you shoot a if you shoot a bird at forty yards and it wasn't perfect, you always got tomorrow. With with turkey hunting, it's more intimate. It feels like, you know, oh. I'm I'm only gonna get one or two shots at this this mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year. And well, if, that's true too for a lot of people though. That is true. And if I take what a shot think? that's not you know that that picturesque moment of that bird coming in strutting and you know i hunt with decoys you can debate that whether you want to or not but i like it when they come into my decoys and you know they beat the shit out of jake and um, that's what i like and and shooting a bird at 40 yards that saw my decoys and was you know had its head Mm -hmm. up and looked like he was about to go back into the brush so i shot him real quick that Mm -hmm. that leaves like an empty and i've done that before and it leaves like a gnawing empty hole in me and i'm like motherfucker i've got to get back out there i've got to go strike up another bird and he i'm not shooting unless that son of a bitch comes unless he's beating on my decoy right so So, another one do you guys know do you know jeff watt jeff watt doesn't ring a bell no okay jeff watt is a like well first of all he's an incredible like barbecue chef watch smoking okay his his handle on instagram so a few folks out there that dig Smoking, Watts Smoking, W-A-T-T-S, really cool dude. But he's also a rep. He's he's had his own repping business for years. He's Sitka's big wheel rep. He's a super, he's a great duck hunter. And he's got a nice piece of woods down in Missouri. And we hunted greenheads in the timber, green timber, this fall, late fall. And nothing but boss... 410 and 28 gauge. Oh, right? Yeah. Because, because because he's into the game within the game. Yeah. Right? He's like, oh, no. No, no, no. no. We're not <laughs> shooting at those. No. We're, they got to be right here, dude. Yeah. If they're right here, we're going to kill them. And you know what? I mean, do you kill? Do you always kill full limits? No, you don't. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you kill full limits in 30 minutes because yeah. they're just eating you up. Yeah. But... The point, the point is, it becomes the game within the game. Yep. That, that, that's a really cool narrative to tell in any sport. Could be decoy and cranes. Mm-hmm. Could be shoot. Who's, which one of you guys shot the cool spec with the really cool white face? Not even a hard line around it. Not even a hard line around that white. Yeah, that was me. That was on one of my but, hunts. Okay, so like, dig that bird, right? How cool that bird was. What do you think that was? I don't know. I I don't know. I think it was just a genetic mutation. I think it was just something right. that, so, that pushes that white further back. Kind of like a witch, and that is people call a storm witch, and that I, has all that white on it. But my point is, so. there's people out there that hunt for like that. Right. That's that's what drives them, right? I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, the game with the, the game, the game within the game, right? Being in their world and they don't know it, like you beat them, because yeah. right? Lord knows they kick our ass way more times than we beat them. At least for 100%. me, no, you're you're exactly at least right. at least for me. I don't leave. I don't leave a, the even when I beat their ass. I'm always reminded that there's tomorrow, and more than likely they're going to even the score. 
And not only right. are they going to even the score, they're going to even the score in front of about eight or ten guys that are paying to see a show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. just it's not going to oh. be my day. So I mean, even oh, when I even when I kick their ass, I'm always reminded that tomorrow it's probably going to be a different story. So you better have enjoyed right. it just a little bit today because get ready because right. it's coming tenfold for you tomorrow. Boy, isn't that the truth? But isn't that the truth? And I think that's something that oh, I'm 32. Jeff, you're 52, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm just now getting that at 32, and you know I think that's a hard sell for a lot of these 18 to 25 year olds that just want to go out and see how how big of a pile they can make. And that's okay. sad. It's that sad, oh, but. I think that's the case. You know, I okay, say I so just arrived probably in my in my late 20s. I was like, you know what? There's more to this than just how many birds I can shoot. Correct. Okay, so take that narrative out there, the hashtag smiles and piles. Yep. Okay. What happens when there's no more piles? No more smiles and we lost a lot of hunters. Can you, can you still smile? You should be able to. I hope, I hope so. You should be able to. I hope so, right? Yep. Again, like I was, you know, talking like this year, I don't know if you guys have met my son Luke or not, but Luke and I, we've been shooting our ducks with 28 gauges, right? And then the odd goose. Yeah. Right? All fall, we're shooting, shooting 28s. I mean, can you reach out? I mean, no. You know, well, you can't, you shouldn't. <laughs> you really shouldn't, you know, but right. but can you? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that 28-gauge, what it's like. But how much fun it is to, like, get them in tight, see their eyes, make good, clean kills, light dog work. Yep. Just, I don't know, it's almost like a gentleman's game, right? No. Again, do I get it? I love, I love a good grind. And for those people that do know me, right, they know I love a good grind. Oh, I love it. <laughs> when you get into a good mash like that, yeah, for sure. Nothing better. But for no, it's just an absolute blast. But I also don't want that to be misconstrued for the reason. Yeah. The reason we go do it. Let me go back to your conversation with Trinan, right? Mm-hmm. You Trinan's Trinan is definitely a dude that is into the game within the game thing. Yep. Right. So, 100%. like what he's talking about, he wants his, you know, he would want his young one to see. Well, I don't know. We didn't get him today. Right. Right. Yep. But we did all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Very good stuff. Great. Um, I agree. <clears throat> you know, and and one thing that I tell a lot of guys, and <clears throat> the, on my social media, I try I try to tell people because you know this public land segment that we do opened my eyes to um, mm-hmm. how this is going to come off r- r- extremely rude, and I don't mean it f- for it to sound that way, but how little guys actually pull the trigger, and how you know it's one or two birds a day, and they're happy with it, and that's great. That is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I want to convey on my social media is the tough hunts make you a great hunter because you don't learn jack shit from going out and being done in mm-hmm. 30 minutes. 
Any, mm-hmm. You can put any monkey with a fucking goose call in his mouth, and he he's going to have success if he if he's hunting the X. But if mm-hmm. you go out and you get out there mm-hmm. and you work for every bird, you you play Tetris with your decoy spread, and you know you call a lot, mm-hmm. you call a little, you figure out what works for your birds. That mm-hmm. those are the days that make you a more skilled waterfowler. It ain't the days that you beat them up. Anybody can mm-hmm. go out there hunt an X that's that's been loaded up for three or four days and burn it down. Yep. But what do you do I, when you got to work mm-hmm. for them? What tools my, do you have in your bag? Right. My uh, father years ago, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm talking a kid, kid now, and you'd be sitting there, and of course, as a kid, you're like, you know how hungry you are. Like, it's, you want to, you want to kill shit. Yep. Right? As a kid. And I remember my dad looking at me and say, he'd say, he said this many times in his life, how the hell would you know you ever had a good day if you didn't have a bad one? That's exactly right. I mean, it's, it, it's like when it comes to hunting, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. If they're all, if they're all a mash, no, you're not, you're never even going to get, you're not even going to know what it is to be a hunter. Right. Yep. You won't even know. Yep. That's exactly right. No, that's true. No, that's the truth. And, and that's the truth. And I love, uh, you know, w- growing up uh, out here in my heyday, it was, I, we had a bunch of guys from Minnesota and just learning, hearing the hearing those guys talk, that's how I fell in love with it. And hopefully that's how my son falls in love with it, is just hearing the passion that, that, that other waterfowlers oh, yeah. have for this and just hoping mm-hmm. that one day I can stack up to them somehow. It might not, I might not ever stack up to them, but. Hopefully one day I can at least be in the conversation. Um, oh, I think you made it. Well, you know, you know, maybe, but <laughs> I think you arrived. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just he- just hearing Jeff talk compliment these guys, like, oh, you know, he he, it doesn't matter where you put him, he's gonna find a way to do it, and that I think mm-hmm. is the greatest compliment mm-hmm. that any waterfowler can get is you stick mm-hmm. him out in a dirt field on a traffic field, he's gonna figure mm-hmm. out a way. Mm-hmm. Kill a limited greenheads in a bathtub. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lee, uh, yep. I love you, man. We could talk for hours. Uh, we, we've. Got, I hope we. I hope we get to in person someday. I hope so too. We've 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 Me kept too. you long enough. Um, I'm sure you got a hot supper waiting on you. We're not going to keep you from it. Uh, Anytime. Love having you on. Um, I'm glad this little uh, kerfluffle is over and it's back to. Business as usual. Uh, yep, we're getting back to boss things. Good, good. You going turkey yep. hunting this? Uh, I'm sh- I'm assuming you're going to be out in the turkey woods. Oh yeah, this spring. Oh yeah. Are oh you, yeah. You going to be at game yeah. fair? Oh, for sure, we'll be at game fair. We'll see you at game fair then. Really? Yep. Me and Andy are going to come what, up. What are you going to do? You, I do. Do you guys want a booth by chance? I don't know what we're going to do. We may just come visit, may hang out. I told I Brandon we're just going to hang out and. <clears throat> Boss is going to have, Boss Shot Shell is going to have their own little area at Game Fair, and the Run and Gun Tour bus will be there, and Sam Sohol and his, and his public land bus, he'll be there, yep. and there'll be a bunch of other people. If you want to come over and hang out by us and be just just be in touch. Well, I think yeah, we're going to come that. up there and do some podcasts is what we plan on doing. Oh, let's do that. Perfect. We'll be heck, there. Heck Yeah. Well, I, I, we really do appreciate your time. We appreciate your passion for this uh, sport that we all love so much. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you this summer. 
You will, and we appreciate you too. Thank you very much for always thinking of us. Appreciate it. <laughs> you bet. Thank Take you. care, Lee. All right. You bet. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Interesting guy. The one and only Lee Chose. There's not going to be another one like him. We could have gone on forever. I enjoyed talking about Les Kubart. That whole area up there is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it really is. He. It sounds like he grew up in a uh, painting. Yep. Well, when when we were kids, you didn't have a – I mean, we got Ducks Limited cat, uh, magazine every other month. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to see it just to look at all the pictures. But you could see a painting that was timeless, like the one that's in my office that Dad had at the house with yeah. the, the two guys with the plaid. And that was a calendar from 1950 – what, Dad? Is it 53? 56 or something was a calendar at a, at a lumber yard in Buffalo, Kansas. And Dad got the, the art. And I've looked it up, and that guy was just – cover artist yeah and, and it's interesting but anyways a very interesting story boss ammo just is it's the way to go and a good podcast it was it was uh i uh, i saw through the grapevine that some people thought that we were slacking off so this week uh is a no slack off zone you, you saw that or you read it well i read it when somebody said we're slacking said the big honker podcast is slacking so motherfuckers who said that it doesn't matter who was it on a forum it? Doesn't matter who said it or where. <laughs> well, I'm just curious. But I read it, and I thought, you know what, motherfuckers? I'm going to bring you the most iconic waterfowl hunter out there well, in Leechos, and then we're going to fucking put on uh, Zach Meyer from Wild Ear, and then we're going to have some in-guest studio in James Washington and Gus West. So. But you know that our numbers show we're not slacking much because our numbers are blowing up more and more. They are. We're The people that follow us, we're busy during waterfowl season. I know. We run seven days a week. He he was probably just uh, being funny, but I took it as a shot. So oh. um, I thought, you know, what better way to uh, come back into the interview season? Because that's the thing. During waterfowl season, we, I don't have, there's not a time in the day that I could tell Lee Chose, I'm going to call you. Because our schedule is just so erratic. I can't tell him I'm going to call him at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 12.30. I don't fucking know where I'm going to be. I, so interview season's back on, motherfuckers, and we are not slacking. I had a guy, a guy talk to me today that listens to us, and he said he understood, and he liked our whole concept of how we went because we are ourselves and we're real, yeah. and we do what we do when we can do it. This time of year, we have time. Yep. But- and I, I enjoy talking to guys. So. And, and, and and it's what we do. And it's what's made us what we are. And we're going to continue to grow. And we are going to be busy. I mean, we'll get back to three. Our numbers will really be blowing up now once we start pr- producing more podcasts all the time. Yep. So, anyway, that is the great Lee Chose. And, uh, From Boss. Love him. Go check out his work, Chose Outdoors, on Instagram. So, that's all I got. Got anything else? Go check out Boss. Get some shit for this uh, coming season. Get no. you some Boss Tom. And come see us turkeys. and shoot some turkeys. Yeah. We got some open dates for turkey season. Got some primo spot, uh, primo land right on the river. So this season should be bloody for Mr. Tom Turkey. So give us a call. 940-658-3172. Thank you to everybody tuning in. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.